are certain established understandings when it comes to choosing a barrel length for any firearm. Things that people just know. Everyone knows that a longer barrel will be more effective at distance and that short barrels are only useful in close quarters or concealment when the size of the weapon is more a factor than actually shooting the thing. This week I'd like to dissect a bit of what is known and figure out what we should know going forward when it comes to barrel length. I can't imagine what people that are interested in learning about the very basics of firearm use must be going through nowadays when they do online research. Beyond whether to choose this or that brand or follow this or that instructor on Instagram, even the very basics of what goes into good shooting have been abducted by armchair experts and trolls. It must be exhausting to try and get a clear answer to a perfectly innocent question on shooting fundamentals. People online love to argue about everything, but one of the most common recurring themes of arguments is barrel length. Not in an anatomical joke sort of way, although that's often a part of it. It's one of those things where people aren't intentionally misleading, and I might even have agreed with them not that long ago. But they're working on generational knowledge. A common trend in the gun world, more so I feel than in many other fields, is to take what the elders that taught you about guns as gospel. What they said were facts that you take with you for the rest of your life, rarely questioning or even revisiting them. We see it in caliber discussions, home defense and carry choices, and even the simple components and mechanics behind any given firearm. One of those generational facts is that you need a longer barrel to shoot at longer distances and should only go for a shorter barrel if you need to save that space for the task at hand. That's what I'd like to address this week. Now, I don't want to spend too long talking about the science of what makes barrels work well because I don't want this to be that podcast you use to help you sleep. All you need to know before we get into the practical stuff is what a barrel is for. It's a tube with grooves that stabilize a bullet so that the bullet flies relatively straight and relatively fast. The better the barrel and the better the bullet, the straighter and faster the bullet goes. A big component of all this is muzzle velocity, and a big part of barrel length misinformation is the velocity myth. Now, obviously, velocity itself is not a myth, but what contributes to it and what it means for accuracy certainly is. There is a baseline of velocity needed for the fired bullet to remain stable in transit to the target. If that's not achieved, if the bullet is not sufficiently stabilized, it's going to either start tumbling in midair and not retain its conal projectile path, or it will begin moving so slowly that wind will start to more dramatically affect it. Another thing people try to uh, attribute to velocity is the effect on target. And velocity can help with effect on target, but other factors in the bullet design are significantly more important, as is the shot placement itself. So we're not going to talk about that a lot in this episode. Um, we're just going to focus on hitting the target, and then what it does to the target is going to be left up to other factors. The truth is that velocity, especially downrange, is mainly governed by the barrel's twist rate, which is basically how tight the grooves inside the barrel are to each other. The better the twist does at stabilizing a specific bullet, usually due to the bullet weight, the faster and straighter that bullet goes. And again, I'm not going to go into all the science that is going to go into this conclusion, but the surprising end of the science is that modern barrels only need a few inches of grooving to properly stabilize modern bullets. The rest of the barrel is basically just a launch ramp to help mitigate velocity loss after the initial propulsion, as well as give the remaining powder time to burn and dwell off. There. Science over. Let's jump into the optimal barrel lengths for different applications according to what we just covered. We're going to start off with the most exaggerated case of the velocity myth run amok, and that, to me, is pistols. Specifically, centerfire pistol cartridges being fired from handgun-sized barrels. 
Pistol caliber carbines and rifle caliber pistols are their own weird species that we can't really cover in 15 minutes. As a hypothetical, say I hand you two Glock pistols, both outfitted with factory barrels and chambered in 9mm. One is the Glock 19, a compact pistol with a 4-inch barrel. The other is the Glock 34, a larger full-size pistol that's popular in competition shooting and features a 5.3-inch barrel. Now, if you fired both pistols back-to-back at 50 yards, which pistol will yield the tighter groups? If you're waiting for the part where I reveal this to be a trick question, you're catching on quick. I left a lot of variables up in the air with that scenario. Are you shooting standing or sitting, with the pistols in a ransom rest or unsupported? Will you benefit more from the extra velocity given by the barrel, or the extra mass of the barrel and slide on the larger model, or even the increased sight radius due to the longer pistol's front sight being further out? The truth is, I don't expect anyone listening to this podcast to be able to identify a concrete difference in accuracy between both pistols in that hypothetical situation, or one that's similar. Mechanically speaking, both barrels should be capable of five-shot groups under five inches at 50 yards. I use Glock as an example because their barrels are not known to be exceptionally accurate, but you don't need an exceptionally accurate barrel to get those groups at that distance, mechanically speaking. And this is because there is no commercial 9mm load where the velocity difference between the two barrels are significant enough to destabilize the bullet. We're usually talking tens to up to 100 feet per second difference. The reason I emphasize this as a mechanical exercise is because I don't expect most people running this test to get either pistol's groups down to that 5 inches that the barrels are capable of. That's hard at 50 yards. I know I couldn't do it on my best day at that distance. So why do competitive shooters prefer full-size pistols over compact pistols? You know, why isn't everyone just using that 4-inch barreled Glock 19? There is a reason, but it isn't about the barrel. The Glock 17 and 34, for starters, have taller grips than the 19. And other pistol designs out there have similar frame differences between their full-size and compact versions. The longer sight radius of a full-size pistol slide can also aid with precise shots, although the the practical benefits from that are often disputed. Uh, So while the Glock 34 is an arguably superior bullseye shooter than the smaller Glock 19, that extra inch or so of the barrel isn't the reason. Now, am I cheating by only talking about 9mm? Of course not. The underlying reason that the barrel length didn't come into play here, basically that the small velocity difference isn't enough to impact the bullet at a practical pistol shooting distance, also applies to other center fire and rim fire cartridges that you might shoot in a handgun at a practical pistol shooting distance. Unless we're getting really weird about our application, an extra 50 to 100 FPS just isn't going to move the needle in any appreciable way. So if you're going to be carrying the pistol, don't hesitate to go with a shorter slide with a shorter barrel if it'll aid in carry. It's not going to affect the shoot. If the pistol is strictly for accuracy, go for that longer slide, but remember that it's not the barrel itself that you're upgrading. So sure, a short pistol round can't pick up enough speed to matter 50 yards, but what if we're shooting a carbine at, say, 150 or even 300 yards? Surely once we start going out to distance, velocity becomes more of a factor, right? Well, the short answer is yes. Velocity is more of a factor here, but not by much. Thanks to some goofy ATF opinions and market innovation, rifle caliber pistols, with air quotes on that, are all the rage right now. No longer are you forced to go with a 16-inch barrel for what you intended to be a compact CQB or general purpose carbine. But when you drop a 5.56 or similar caliber barrel from 16 inches down to 11.5, 10.5, or even shorter, there are considerations that need to be made. 
First, your weapon platform and caliber of choice may present other important factors before we even get into velocity. In the case of AR pistols, that direct impingement gas system that you're going to find most often, uh, it can get finicky when we reduce the dwell time, which is basically the amount of time the bullet remains in the barrel after it's already passed the gas port, which is when we're uh, reversing the, the travel of the gas to aid in cycling the action. If you shorten a barrel too much without also moving the gas port back, basically shortening the gas system, you can end up with too little dwell time and the action may not cycle reliably. Most AR pistols use a carbine-like gas system, which, due to some math, means that a 10.5-inch barrel would be the minimum reliable length due to minimum dwell time needed, while 11.5-inch to 13-inch barrels will be more reliable and smooth since they have significantly more dwell time. If you want a pistol with a barrel length even shorter than 10.5 inches, you'll want to go down to a pistol-length gas system and really double up on ear protection if the pistol is going to be chambered in 5.56. It's going to be loud and concussive because the round's gases will still be expanding by the time the bullet exits the muzzle. Not a good time indoors. Anyway, let's take a look at two acceptable extremes at an acceptably extreme distance. We'll take a 10.5-inch pistol versus a 16-inch carbine, both chambered in 5.56, and shooting out to 300 yards. So first, the velocity difference, because I know that's what everyone would want to argue about first. Common commercial loads will chrono at 2,600 to 3,100 feet per second at the muzzle of a 16-inch barrel, or 2,400 to 2,800 feet per second at the muzzle of a 10.5-inch barrel. There's only about an 8 to 13% difference in velocity for the same round fired from these drastically different barrel lengths. Now, that might be enough for the wind to affect the shot slightly more when you're stretching the effective distance of the 5.56 round, but it's not going to impact the bullet dropper stability even out to 300 yards. Now, this is all assuming that either barrel's twist rate is sufficient to stabilize the chosen bullet weight. As we've discussed, the twist rate is more important, so if you're shooting the wrong weight for your twist, you're going to have trouble that more inches on the barrel won't solve. So if the extra barrel length doesn't impact velocity enough to matter, uh, why isn't everyone just using 10.5-inch ARs? I'm, I'm glad you asked, hypothetical class participant. And just like with our pistol comparison, the answer is that there's more to the size difference than the barrel length itself. Bumping up the barrel length slightly can do some mechanical things like improve dwell time or let us increase the gas system length for smoother operation. But it also gives us ergonomic perks like more room for a handguard and support hand grip. Personally, I'm over 6 feet tall with a fairly long wingspan, so I appreciate having a 13-inch rail on my carbine, something that wouldn't work with a 10.5-inch barrel. My 14.5-inch mid-length barrel is also slightly quieter and smoother shooting than the 10.5-inch barrel due to that longer gas system and generous dwell time. And that's something that both I and my range neighbors appreciate. When we were summarizing the pistol barrel length chat, I said to go compact when you're carrying the gun and full length when the gun is strictly for accuracy work. I'd almost suggest the same with your AR or similar carbine build, but I would add that the trade-off between portability and ergonomics is a bit more pronounced because you're stretching your hand out further on a carbine than you are with a handgun. Tiny AR pistols are really cool because you can tuck those anywhere and move them in and out of vehicles really easily, but I'm not yet ready to give up how shootable my carbine is with its 14.5-inch barrel and similarly long handguard. That's optimal for me, but it might not be optimal for you. Let's say that you're really hoping to reach out and touch something. 300 yards is your baseline, not your maximum shot distance. Surely, once we step up into big boy calibers shooting at big boy distances, the barrel length really starts to matter, right? I'm sure you know this coming up by now, but yes, barrel length is a factor for long rifles, 
but not really. If you're stepping up from carbine calibers into precision work, you're probably looking at rifle actions chambered in 308 Winchester, 6.5 Creedmoor, or something even larger like 300 Winchester Magnum. And just like how 10.5 inches is our minimally optimal 5.56 barrel length for reasons other than velocity, so too do these larger calibers have a minimum size to perform happily with. In the case of 308 Winchester, which I believe today is the most common caliber for shooting up to 1,000 yards in a modern platform, the minimum happy space is about 16.5 inches, though you'll often see 308 rifles with barrel lengths from 20 to even as long as 28 inches. So what are you getting when you go up to a barrel that's the size of a toddler? Just like when we compared common 5.56 loads shooting out of 10.5 inch and 16 inch carbine barrels, we see a calculable but objectively minor velocity drop when going from 28 inches down to 16.5 inches in a 308 caliber rifle. The 28 inch barrel can really get that heavier bullet moving, ranging from 2600 to almost 3000 feet per second for common loads at the muzzle. That muzzle velocity will steadily decrease as the barrel length also decreases, down to 2300 to 2700 feet per second from a 16.5 inch barrel, depending on the load itself. As with the 5.56 carbine barrels, this is at most a sub 20% velocity decrease for the same load being fired from extremely different 308 barrel lengths. And this again also requires that your barrel's twist rate be the correct one to stabilize your chosen bullet weight. Since we're talking now about a rifle intended to make shots out to as much as 1,000 yards without too much trouble, we should rightfully be concerned about how that loss in velocity is going to affect our ability to consistently stay on target. At 1,000 yards, you're going to be looking at significant bullet drop either way. That's just how gravity works. Best case scenario, with no wind and a match grade 308 round firing at 3,000 feet per second from the muzzle, the shot will still land almost 30 feet below the point of aim by the time it reaches a target 1,000 yards away. Dialing that speed back to something like 2,300 feet per second, as we might with a significantly shorter barrel with a less than ideal twist rate, we're looking at about a 50-foot drop from the point of aim to the point of impact at 1,000 yards. So, 30 feet versus 50 feet, that's a pretty significant difference in drop, which is why having that load data for your bullet and your barrel is so important before even attempting a shot that far out. But once you have that data, some extra clicks on your scope's elevation dial or a slightly steeper holdover on your reticle is far from the end of the world. And the difference in bullet drop at more practical distances with less extreme barrel length differences will not be nearly as noticeable. So don't sweat it. Get the rifle that you want with the barrel length that you're comfortable shooting, carrying, and stuffing in the back seat on your way to and from wherever it is that you're shooting. That's all part of the ergonomics of the tool that you choose, and that's gonna affect your experience way more than the barrel length is gonna affect your accuracy. That's all I have for you this week. Thanks so much for sitting through this little lecture. If you like what you hear, We'd really appreciate it if you could leave Range Talk a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found us. Whether you have a long or a short retort to my barrel length opinions, let me have it on Twitter using the hashtag Range Talk. If not, stay safe, and we'll talk again soon.